Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of iCast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your GM for this adventure, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. I'm going to make Mickey's job easy and jump right into this week's episode. So, Jinx Squad. The battle has begun. Lance, you were considering your ghostly walk to see what was beyond these rocks, but the horns of battle are sounding. The army, the alliance, rushing towards the caldera with all these magical explosions and the draconic roars of the outside. Interestingly enough, due to your hero's feast, the roars, what once would fill you with terror, their frightful presence has no effect over you as you are immune to fear. Great job on that. But, Lance, I defer to you. I defer to you? No. Okay, uh, Lance will do what was suggested by the party, and Lance will... He'll just turn to Fleeple and Mal and go, Okay, don't freak out. It's a little weird. And he'll become a spectral form in front of them. <laughs> Fleeple freaks out because it's weird. And there's like, there's like this... Because he's spectral, so he's talking, but it has like this almost hollow, maybe echoey sound. You're welcome, Mickey. You have to add something to it. Where it's, I told you not to freak out. It's just I'm not used to seeing you do magic. You're the, you're the non-magic person, and now here you are yeah. doing magic. <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't used to you blowing people up and, and emulating them when I first met you, but I got used to it. <laughs> Good. It's been quite a while since the last emulation, that's for sure. That's what <laughs> I, I like. As when you said, like, he puts his hand in the last episode on your head, and you start to feel heat. I'm like, Immolation! Oh man, well, who's immolating people now? Am I right? There we go. There we go. All right. And Lance will, in this spectral form, now that he's almost hovering, well, not almost, he is, because that's what it describes it as, he will use the dash action and fly through the wall into this chamber that we know is close by. All right. So. The nearest chamber as Mal has been given, or rather, Mal has deduced excellent dimensions in this with her outlander feet uh, background and with the tunnels being described to her uh, via Anzar to Fleeple and then to her. Lance, you just sort of like whisper a prayer to Bahamut and you go, okay, here we go. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. You barely make it through the thick, wall of rock and it is a bizarre experience first off it's bizarre just being ethereal and ghostly and you're like ah this is what this is what people actually think i look like and you now feel what people have judged you on all of your life uh you just sort of like ghostly appendages your body you can see through and sure enough you've got clammy hands and that just uh, seemed to emanate through your ghostly form. So as you burst through, say burst through, not like, oh, but you quietly go through this wall and you come into a den. Now, currently there is nobody in this den, but it is luxuriously furnished. 
And as you look around, you see a lot of motifs of red around the room. And you see a lot of like skulls or bones around like these velvet pillows. Over in the corner, you almost see like a coat rack with a long red robe, similar to one that the red Thay wizards have been wearing. It's not similar. It is one of the robes that some of these red wizards have been wearing around the camp of the cultists. But it doesn't appear to be anybody in this room currently. And there is a tunnel connecting where we were to this room. Is that correct? Correct. There are two tunnels, in fact. There is one to the north, leading further into the caldera, closer to what you hope and assume would be the Temple of Tiamat, but one that goes a little to the southeast, or in the direction of where you feel like the prisoners or offerings may be housed currently. Now, you're still in your ethereal form. You haven't dropped that. Um, You can hold that up to 10 minutes. And while you're in your ethereal form, you can only move up to 10 feet per action, we'll say, right? So there's no tunnel connecting our forgotten tunnel to this room. Well, you can go and explore. Because I thought you had established that. Sorry, I thought for some reason I was confused. Or is that what... That's what we want you to find out. We're trying to help you find out how to get us from this tunnel that we, Fleeple and I, are in to the tunnels where the prisoners are being held. Lance will then fly, you fools. He'll fly. <laughs> He'll hover over, obviously, toward this, uh, toward the east direction, the eastern tunnel, because he knows, okay, somewhere along the way down there, there's a, possibly a link up. He will stealth as he does it, um, just because he also doesn't want to just give his ghostly form away. A wise decision. I'll let you stealth and roll a perception check as well, if you'd like. Here's my stealth. Stealth is... 31. Yep, there it is. And the perception is 12. 12. Okay. Lance, you are moving painstakingly slow. You're like... Oh my gosh, this is, it's painful. I mean, I I just said that, but it is painful (laughs) of just how like you're going as fast as you can. And it's basically the same speed as what you would take at a casual walk, but you're sprinting in your ghostly form. (laughs) You're just like, you're like, is it like when you're dreaming and you try to run and for some reason you just can't run? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like if you were like a slug, if you've seen Monsters University where the slug's like, I'm going to be late to class, <laughs> and he starts sprinting, and he just is not moving at all. Which must be really hard for uh, Lance, since he's a speedy little guy when mm-hmm. he's not a ghost. Yeah, you're like, it's no wonder I've never done this before. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have. I've done this before. I've done this during our year away. It's true. That was part of what I was doing. It's true. Yes, not in a while. Yeah, so you come to a junction, a um, crossroads, if you will, not too far from where you currently are at. I'd say it's actually, you can see the room from this intersection here. Uh, you've got a pathway to the north, a pathway that continues to go southeast, and then you have a pathway that would go southwest if it weren't completely encased in rock. Not like solid rock, but just debris and um, the 
a thin dust of unuse, uh, disuse has fallen over the boulders and the pebbles that are blocking this tunnel that prevents you from entering the tunnel directly by your party. And I don't know how deep that rock goes. No, but you have traveled a little bit of a ways. So if this tunnel is full of rock, that's a lot of rock. It probably would, even by magical means, would still take a little bit of time to excavate a small uh, a, a path forward. Okay. Uh, and I'll go to the north tunnel. So just for my clarification, when you went through the rock... When you went through the rock, you ended up in the Thay Wizard Den, right? You'd like to go north from the Thay Wizard Den in that north tunnel, correct? Correct. Okay, sounds good. Uh, you slowly float northward. I will keep your stealth roll because you haven't really changed what you're doing, right? And it's not going to make any difference if he rolls again. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Depending if they come across anybody, but we'll get to that. If we do. Okay. So as you go forward into this temple, Lance Thalen, it is more Thay wizard garb. It's more sleeping arrangements? More, No, more like lounging arrangements. Uh, you've got a couch there and very fine trunks. There are lots of trunks in here and like travel items. Um, you see a lot of just kind of like items sitting around on desks that are, you would assume, magical, like wands. Um, you even see like a staff off in the corner. And you're like, hmm, hmm, okay. But yeah, this room is also empty of people. I'll have you roll another perception check, though. That is going to be a 23. 23. Yes, yeah, so as you keep your ears vigilant and you get to the middle of the room, you hear a conversation outside of this room. The reason why I'm having you roll perception is because the sound of the dracorn is constant and it is present and it does reverberate through these walls. So it is difficult to hear at times stuff that's happening in just the very next room. That might be a benefit to you. It might be a disadvantage to you depending on what you're trying to accomplish. But with your high perceptional, you do hear conversation. You do hear some people outside of your room specifically who are patrolling. You hear one of them saying, you make sure that nobody gets past this point. The temple is getting pulled up. Severin's already made his way with the Fey Wizards as well to the central location. And the other one goes, I know what I'm supposed to do. You just... We, we can be a little bit casual about this, all right? No one's going to get this far in, okay? So there is a patrol right outside of this area that you're in, in the hallway that is northeast of your current den or your current room that you're in. Okay. I will float on back to Mal and Fleeple, and then I will, because I assume about half my time has been used, because I got 10 minutes. Yeah. So that's about five. Yeah, so I'm gonna, and you're very slow. <laughs> yep, I'm going to plan on floating back to them, and then with the remaining time I have, I want to then... I, I'll recap for them. Okay, I found, and I'll kind of, like, 
to the makeshift map we've created, kind of point out these new chambers. Okay, these are two Thay Wizard sleeping arrangement areas. No one there. Guard here. And then let me go explore a little bit ahead of this north corridor. There's no way we're getting into that rock tunnel, I don't think. So let me go explore a little bit up there just to make sure we're not falling into anything. Mal and Lance, while he's doing this, are you guys doing anything or are you just holding tight? Fleeple? Oh, man. Yeah, we haven't really found a meaningfully easy way to start getting over there unless we try to... Why didn't I prep stone shape today is what I'm asking myself right now. <laughs> oh. I'm also kind of wondering, like, do we make our way over to the red and white camps and try and go in from that direction? From all of the intel that we have gathered, both from me and your Thay wizard friend, I'm worried that that's going to be way too guarded to try and get to where he thinks these prisoner pens are. I -hmm. feel like if the army is coming in, they're going to be guarding the front because they're expecting people to be coming in from the front. They're not expecting somebody to be coming in from the inside of the caves. That does make sense. Now, something to keep in note as well, the red and white camps, though, a lot has happened in the white camps, right? So there's a lot of distrust due to Vandal and um, all of that. So how is the guard situation going to be in front? I mean, I'll roll, but just something to keep in mind. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to go into the rock tunnel. I'm just going to go into the rock tunnel. Okay. See how far it goes. If I if I end up 30 feet in there, or 20 feet, because that's my max movement of dashing and all that crap. Because Oh, no, I get 30 because I start with a dash action. So I'll try and get 30 feet in there and see if it, if I have to roll a 1d10 to damage myself because I end my turn in there, then I do. Okay, sounds good. So as you float back while Mal and Fleeble are having this conversation, you go, uh, I'll be right back. Give me a second. And you just... And you push yourself in 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, still in rock. Okay. So, <laughs> so you rock. are going to take at least 1d10 damage. So go ahead and roll that. Okay. I'll let you roll that oh, if you'd thanks. like. Roll damage on yourself. It's going to be eight. Eight points of force damage, I believe. I think so. But on the very next turn, you go five feet. <sighs> And you pop through. Oh. So that is roughly the amount of tunnel that is just rock. The rest of this portion is very dusty, and if you were not an ethereal spirit, would be you'd be coughing profusely. But as you walk or float to the other side of the tunnel, you can almost poke your head through the rocks. It just seems to be five feet of dirt blocking that entrance over there. What? Okay, what would it take to get through this 30 foot of rock? More than I think that we have. We'd need a stone shape or excavating tools to get through 30 feet of stone. Unless a thunder wave might be able to push some of it. Or a fireball. Thunder wave might. <laughs> I also have a thunder step. Thunder step? I don't believe you have to see. Thunderstep lets you bring another creature with you. <gasps> You're right. And it's nine. So you teleport yourself and another creature to an unoccupied space within range. And the range is 90 yeah. feet. You don't have to so see anything. I will. Oh, my gosh. My, my, my sending stone service is back. 
<laughs> I will send them uh, a message saying there's like 35 feet of rock, but then it opens up to a long tunnel. If you just aim this direction and you have some kind of spell that lets you get through crap, you could get here. I don't know why I don't have an English accent while I'm typing on the phone. <laughs> it's always hard to get those like idiosyncrasies through yes. just text, you know? Yes. I'll yes. use, I'll yes. use a bunch of, just throw a bunch of umlauts. Oh yeah, in I'll it. do, uh, I was going to say, I'll do a, a bunch of British use <laughs> words. Mal will reach her hand out to Fleeple and say, do you trust me? Fleeple being ignorant of the Aladdin franchise is going to be like, sure. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, this is going to get loud. All right, so Thunderstep. So Mal, where are you ending up in? You've got the Red Thay Wizard area not too far. You've got all the way almost to the end of the tunnel. You might be able to angle it. I mean, you could go to the Red you can go to the Red Wizard den. That's true. That's a really good point. And at that point, we don't have to worry about getting through the other side. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Looking at the map that Lance helped Mal recreate based on his visual data, she will feel out with her magic and feel that room on the other side through these stone walls and picture it the way that Lance described it. And then she'll close her eyes and pull her and Fleeple through the space into this other area. Now, Thunderstep, thunder can be heard 300 feet away. It is a loud spell. It certainly can. But by that point, we're no longer where the sound emanated from. True. So that could be a distraction for us. So the thunder's in the other cave. Yeah. That's how I'm reading it as well. Like, wherever you end up does not have the resulting shaboom damage or the sound. That's a clutch. That's real clutch in this situation. (laughs) We will send a message to Lance about where we are. (laughs) If he's able to get back on. Now, while we look at this map that we did have some accurate sketches of, uh, we didn't have the room that we're currently standing in, but we do have accurate of the prisoner pen. Yes. A lot of this is within 90 feet of each other. And I have three more spells that I can cast. Mm. What? You have three more spells? I do. Thanks to such things as the the Rod of the Pact Keeper and Ioun Stones and uh, the Pearl of Power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not so much the Ioun Stone because that's holding a mirror image, but... The, the rod and the pearl give me some additional spell slots. I have 16. <laughs> <laughs> Can't all be Fleeple. Mm. So Fleeple and Mal, you are now in the Red Wizard Den and you have told Lance where you were at. Uh, Lance, I imagine you run on over there in your ethereal form. You pretty much like only have a minute left uh, in your ethereal form here. So do you drop it or are you going to? Yes, obviously I, I then drop it. Oh, okay. Feels ah, physical. Okay. So the three of you are in this red wizard den, and you do hear this faint, like, aftershock of the thunder 
step that you took, Malamara. Um, you're not sure if there's going to be people going to investigate, but thankfully you're not there. So uh, <laughs> hopefully it draws people away from you, actually. So still hearing some of that reverberation, I go, okay, I've got an idea. We know that there are people in some of these rooms, right? Because we, we have that information from Anzar is the information that he gave us. Correct. So we need to get those people out of here so that we can get to the prisoners. What if we take the hat of disguise, have someone dress up as... Uh, we can't dress up as Vandal because Vandal is publicly dead. Um, who do we... <laughs> we, we, dress up as, we dress up as somebody, some kind of authority figure, go rushing in there, say, what are you doing in here? Didn't you hear that thunder over there? We're being invaded. And then have I love them. everything about this plan. This is yes. a good plan. I have okay. I love intimidation it. plus four. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. And I've been watching people come and go all around the camp, so I know what the higher-ups look like that I can describe to Lance. Right? That can kind <laughs> of well, I mean, look like them. <laughs> <laughs> presumably, I mean, Lance has been also snooping around. Yes. No. I'll have I'll have um, Mal roll a um, history check with advantage. Glad that was with advantage. This is with Lance's help and assistance. 16. 16. Wonderful. You're able to get this somewhat portly human with a uh, balding but combed over to hide a lot of that. But uh, he is wearing purple robes. So um, you feel like purple robes, that's what you're looking for, right? So some sort of authority figure there. Uh, you don't recall his name. You never got it. Okay. He will put on the hat of disguise that I will ask Fleeple for. I gladly hand it over. And put it on. Transform into this dude. <laughs> Fleeple, you're back into your cobalt, winged cobalt self. Okay. Do we want me to go to the the northern hallway where those guards were standing put? That's not really toward the prisoners, but it is a hall that might connect to the prisoners. Or do we want to go this way to the east and... I'll just lead the way there. Hmm, part of me wants to say coming from further in might be beneficial, but mm, yes, I think coming from further in might be beneficial, just for the artifice of it all. I agree. Okay. Uh, let's go. Let's go then. Uh, we'll go up to the... I'll go up to the north, the northern chamber, and then I'm just going to try and bluff my way with these little guys hanging out who I overheard earlier. Excellent. And I think Mal right. and if Fleeple would like probably keep a safe distance, but following Lance. Or I'm thinking yeah. maybe I'll be like his toady, like Go be chasing it. after him. Ooh, and like when you need to make a okay. point, you just smack me across the head kind the, of thing. The, the, what, you're gold now, right? Fleeple's gold scaled, right? I'll just, I'll just cover myself in dirt. <laughs> just roll around in dirt. <laughs> 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 yeah. Go ahead and roll performance check, Fleeple. Uh, I rolled okay. Well, here we here we go. You got this, Port. That's a two plus oh, two. I'm no. going to use a luck point. I shouldn't have brought it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a seven plus two, but you got this, Sport, plus another two. That's an 11. Do it, Can I give him advantage, at least on his intimidation? <laughs> Well, yeah, we'll see how that assists or how um, vice versa Lance may assist your 11 as well. All right. Uh, so we've got this costume 
created uh, with the dirt that you've rubbed in there with your wings. Maybe you're curling your wings a little bit uh, to hide a little bit of the platinum. Uh, Lance, go ahead and take control here. How are you approaching? What do you do? I'll just kind of start. You know how like as an if you've ever acted on a stage where you have to run it on the stage, you kind of do a head start on the off stage a little bit, so you're not just like starting. <laughs> so he'll like he'll start like running midway in that room, like okay, let's prep, let's prep, let's go, and he'll like start running to make it look frantic a little bit more, and he'll run into the tunnel, see these guys just standing there, and he'll be like, "You miscreants!" Yes, I'm doing this accent. You miscreants! What are you doing? Just guarding a tunnel. This is too. And I'm actually going to use their knowledge that they or their their conversation they gave me. No one's going to get this far deep. We need people out there. Get out there now if you know anything and don't want to receive the wrath of Tiamat herself. Smack me. I to shut up. Shut up. For no reason. <laughs> I can just imagine they hear Fleeple say, smack me, and I say, shut up and smack him. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh boy. Go ahead and roll an intimidation check, please. With advantage. Just an intimidation Aww. check. <sighs> okay. That is... Ooh. I'll use my inspiration. I could. Ooh. It could be better with you've got this sport. What do you think? Should I do it? Should I use my inspiration? Or, no, I gotta save that. I'll save that. Uh, okay, you've got this sport. As I smack him, and then he like casts a spell. <laughs> uh, okay, come on, come on, come on, come on. Okay, that's better. That's Fifteen. Fifteen. Well, let me describe first off. You've got two seemingly uh, low-level lackeys. And then a uh, person in charge, the person who was uh, ordering, and one guard drake. These guard drakes are just like the ones you saw at the caldera with the horns off their nose. And um, this one has bluish scales as it has its tail flicking back and forth as it looks at you. As the three of them and the guard drake look at you and Fleeple looking downwards, they just kind of look back and forth from each other and go, the one who's in charge walks up to you and goes, Sir, what were you doing in the Thay Wizard den? There was thunder in the other cave. I was so frightened. Shut up! (laughs) Smack him. They are infiltrating through other means, so we are obviously using the tunnel system that is convenient to us to avoid their traps and snares. They're sending in strike force teams. We need you out there to stop them. Hmm. Strike force team. Wouldn't that mean we would stay here instead? No, you wouldn't. And at this point, some of the the people in the back, uh, one of them is just casually unslinging his bow and uh, the other one that is behind is uh, you notice Fleeple with your passive perception is rested his hand on the hilt and has it his fist firmly grasping the hilt ah heck it I'm gonna jump this guy and cast a fifth level inflict wounds oh let's roll initiative (laughs) 
And Mal, you are still about 35, 50 feet away from these folks, just so you're aware. 35 to 50 is a very large range. I was going to stay it within is. 30 feet of them. I will allow that. 5, 10, <laughs> 15, 20, 25, 30. There you are. You're about a 200 feet away. <laughs> you're like 20 to 200 feet. It's a little... You know, it's, like, it's somewhere in there. It depends on how I feel. All right. How so far is Eldritch Blast? Her 20. You're definitely 200 feet away. Yeah, just barely. It's like 201. <laughs> All right. Flaple, what'd you roll? That is a five. Five. Lance. 21. 21. Mal. A natural 20 for 22. 22. Okay. I also rolled a natural 20 in one of my initiatives. I think it's the only time I've ever rolled that. I'm probably wrong. It's been two years or so since we've played this I don't know. Game, you so. rolled three natural 20s against me last time. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, I did use a different D20, Mal. Okay. So, Fleeple, as you go to cast Inflict Wounds, the guy that you're about to cast Inflict Wounds on, it's actually his turn, and he is going to take some action against you. He is going to multi-attack you with a scimitar, a scimitar, if you will. So, so they were just ready to attack goes. us. Yeah, they were I mean, getting ready to. But I'm, but I'm a higher up guy. It didn't quite reach what they needed to be convinced to abandon their poster to start listening to you. So his first attack is Mal. You're gonna hate me as well. And Fleeple, it was a natural twenty. Um, oh my gosh, two different dice, two natural twenties for both attacks. <laughs> Guys, I'm so yeah. It's just. Okay. okay. It's a scimitar. Um, it's a scimitar. That's right. It's so, 1d6 plus strength or dexterity, depending. Uh, yeah, it's not 18d6. Uh, <laughs> okay. Fleeple, do you have any resistances by chance? I don't believe so. Okay, sounds good. And, and then that's another seven. Okay, 14 for the first. So 14 points of damage to you for the first attack. And then 19 for the second attack. Yeesh. All right. That was really good rolls. Uh, as he slashes you with his uh, scimitar, I, I know it's scimitar, uh, with his scimitar, uh, <laughs> it, some flame erupts from your chest as it uh, as it seems to, uh, the source of the blade has some sort of flame that bursts from it as he attacks you. Uh, and he calls to the people behind him and goes, make sure they don't pass. Get anybody else to help out. But that's his turn. He's going to stand guard right there. Mal, it's your turn. And then Lance, you are immediately afterwards. Excellent. Well, hearing that call to go for somebody else... Mal has three Eldridge Blasts that can reach 120 feet. She's going to run and slide into the hallway. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. What's your speed? 40? 40. 40? Okay, yeah. You you run right in front of Fleeple, right in front of this uh, dragon wing, I'll call him, uh, the leader who is shocked that you run in. And as you run in and sort of like jump over Fleeple, I imagine like you just gather this eldritch energy, this platinum light glows from your hand as you just start tossing these balls of force towards these individuals. Uh, who are you aiming at? You've got all four of them available. 
The one in the back first. Okay, sounds good. And then you want to roll each individual attack uh, to see how you do? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to roll each individual. Yep. 20 to hit him. Oh, yeah, that's a hit. And that was eight force damage. Okay, yeah, uh, looking really hurt, uh, bloodied even, if you will. So The second one's going to hit him again okay. for six force damage. Uh, just barely hanging on. And then that one is uh, 19. Mm-hmm, that's a hit. And can I, instead of the guy behind, the far back guy, hit the one with the horn on his nose? The Drake? Yeah, the, Drake. the guard Drake. Mm-hmm. For seven force damage and with a repelling blast, blast him into the last guy to finish him off. Yeah, let's go and do that. I'm going to roll um, just a uh, that uh, guy in the back uh, sort of a strength check to see what sort of happens as the guard drake just gets blasted into him. So let's see what his strength is like. Ooh, not a great roll there. That's only a six on the die with a minus one strength, though. That's a five as the guard drake just gets blasted into him and falls on his chest. He goes, oh! Uh, the guard drake is directly on top of this dragon claw, this lackey. Uh, no damage taken, but uh, pinned and prone, if you will. So, yeah. That is, uh, no- Don't I still do da- I do damage to the drake, though. Yes, you still did damage, yeah. seven damage to the Drake, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah. so the Drake is uh, damaged and uh, just looks towards you and just uh, growls. So uh, well done. I think that's your action and movement. Bonus action, Mel? Mm, not at the current time. All right, sounds good. You're holding fast. Lance, it's your go right now. Okay, Lance will step beside Malamara. Actually, he'll, he'll kind of stick where he's at because uh, I can see down that tunnel where those two kind of fell back, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. And he'll just say, <laughs> he'll just say as he reaches up to, it seems like he's just grabbing his comb over, uh, <laughs> but he's actually reaching okay. up to his helm of brilliance and he's just going to say, you should have listened to my suggestion, Fireball. And he'll cast Fireball. Oh, okay. It takes full advantage of every single fireball. Oh, yeah. I have 22 fire opals. I know. That's what I'm saying. DMs, when you give a magical item to your party, they'll use it. Just just they'll use it. it. They will. They will will. use it. And it'll be amazing. And it'll be amazing. So it looks like like this guy's like smoothing his comb over. (laughs) But he's actually (laughs) casting fireball with it, breaking a fire opal. That's a deck saving throw, yes. and for your prone, I believe disadvantage. You fail those. Oh, auto, disadvantage. Auto fail. I thought prone was auto fail to deck save, but maybe not. To the book. To the books. Oh, what prone? You're not on. You're not on the DM screen. Oh no, it is. It's on a different page. Oh well, that's lame. So it's only their movement. They can only crawl. They have disadvantage on attack rolls, and attack rolls against them have advantage. That's all it does. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why. I think we had this conversation last time. I'm sorry, listeners. You're probably like, oh my gosh, you guys don't even know how to play. You are partially right. So they all have deck saves to do. Yes. So guard uh, 18 like is the, the spell save. You see. Oh, it's so high. Deck save. I don't know why I'm rolling for that guy because 
Yeah, so he saves. <laughs> the guy who took all that damage on the gra- underneath the drake, he saves. The drake <laughs> rolls and also saves. And then the two people right in front of you is what you're saying mm-hmm. as well. The leader and the other yeah, lackey. Because it's a okay. twenty foot. It's a twenty foot radius, so I'd imagine I can catch mm-hmm. all of them in there. Okay, sounds good. So the leader saves, but the lackey fails. So go ahead and roll okay. a damage. All right, that is eight d six. And on successes, they take half damage. Yes, that is correct. Okay. So, the, I mean, the guy that's prone underneath that uh, the guard Drake, he's gonna die. I mean, so he is expired. He didn't have enough to save him. So 26 damage. 26 damage. The other halved is 13. Yeah, the other lackey is just gone as well. He crumples under the fury of the fire. The guard drake, it not being a fire drake, takes half. What was that half again? 13. 13? Okay, so he does take some damage being prone there. And... Dragon wing, so he's going to take thirteen. Actually, half of that because he is resistant to fire damage due to his. Um, Which one, the front or the back? The leader in the front. The one in the back is toast. He's gone, even though he saved. So he's toast. Uh, so he takes seven points of fire damage. I'll, I'll say seven, even though, yeah. Well, no, six. He'll take six. <laughs> And he just sort of like, he gets the fire blast him. It's more of the force of the fire blast him, but he almost like grabs the fire and throws it off of him. It looks like uh, his motion. And he goes, you will not bring down a worthy servant to Tiamat. I will. Uh, Lance, that's your that's your action, Lance. <laughs> um, I will. Dooby, 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 dooby. I will jump past the leader to flank him. Potentially, uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna flank him. So there's no opportunity attack, and that might set me up bad because it might flank me. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go one square over to the right so that I can flank if Mal steps in front that way or Fleeple does. So you're giving the opportunity for Mal to flank, but not letting the guard Drake flank you yep. if he comes barreling towards you. Yes. Um, which, if your turn is over, is exactly what happens. The guard drake barrels towards you and is going to try and take some bites out of ah. you. So Good strat, Jake. That was really good thinking. Go. That was way to go. Bringing it out here. I'm using different dice, everybody. Just be mm-hmm. aware. Uh, so we don't get necessarily get a, D, a natural 20. Um, okay. So the first roll was a 13 to hit. Does not. Uh, with a bite attack. The second attack is a 17 to does hit. Does not. All right. So he goes to bite you. And as you do your, uh, as he does your ethereal, he actually bites through <sighs> your arm. The etherealness is still part of you as it's just barely left your body. And the second goes to whip you, uh, which you duck. And he just whips into the side of the rock. It actually makes a little bit of a dent in it as rock just <laughs> explodes and uh, snarls and growls at you. Uh, it can't speak Draconic, but uh, is able to understand Draconic and just it can sense something about you it doesn't like, mainly that you threw a fireball at its face. So, Flaple, it's your turn. Yeah, uh, I'm going to fill in this space to flank with Lance Thalen, and I'm going to do not a fifth level inflict wounds, but a fourth level inflict wounds. Great, okay. What does he have to roll? Uh, he does not roll. This is a spell attack roll from me. 
Okay, so with advantage, nice. Correct. And that is going to be a 26. Yeah, definitely hits him. All right, that'll be 6d10 necrotic damage. His 14 AC uh, is not enough to resist that. Okay, 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 yeah. It's going to be 43 points of necrotic damage. Oh Oh my gosh. Crap. Oh my gosh, Fleeple, tell us how it's done. You just turn to dust in your hand. Yeah, this guy comes forward and says, you will not bring down a worthy servant of Tiamat and be, and I'll just like, while he's kind of watching the drake going to get at Lance, I come in from behind and say, worthy servant of Tiamat and grab him on the ankle and just like suck his life energy out of him. And uh, <gasps> the screams, the screams of this man. <laughs> as his body starts to shrivel and lose its constitution. And like... Like, right before he loses his senses, I just lean real close to his face and say, There is no worthy servant of Tiamat. And I'll uh, spit in his face. Wow. (laughs) Take that. That's the equivalent of putting the sunglasses on. Yeah. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Good night. Well, that was your action, I believe, Fleeple. Correct. So, anything else on your turn? I'm going to use my movement, the rest of my movement to get behind this drake and flank it on the other side of Lance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Done. And I believe that'll do it for me. Alright, Mal, it's going to be your go now. Mal, what's your passive perception? Passive? 15? Continue. I Uh-oh. did launch a big My fireball. My passive perception so. is 19. <laughs> do I notice anything? <laughs> I, I will get to if you notice anything fleetful. Okay. Oh, oh, good. Mal just flicks a, a sacred flame at this drake just to light him up to non-natural 20. Okay. So, yep. That's that's enough. That's eight. Seven is 13. Another seven is 22 points of radiant damage. 22 points of radiant damage. Yeesh. For a cantrip. <laughs> For a cantrip. Uh, this drake is looking very rough. Very rough. Oh. So, uh, and is not liking being pummeled with this radiant energy force. Uh, so, still up though. Mal will take one step closer to Lance so that the drake can't try and run past them down this hallway. Mm-hmm. Okay, got everything covered there. Lance, as you go, you're right in front of the drake as long as Mal is done with her turn. Okay. Lance will draw his blades and go to town. <laughs> I'm flanking, so I get advantage. That's going to be... Oh, son of a beasting. But I think I can still do it. Uh, 15. 15? That does hit still. Okay. That does hit. That means sneak attack? And because this short sword is the short sword of dragon slaying. Of dragon slaying! And Drake is a dragon type, it's 3d6 more. So I'm rolling 11d6. Oh my gosh. Does it have more than 11 hit points, Thomas? It does not. Let let me roll. (laughs) I'm not going to stop him from rolling his 11d6, though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. 
This is what we've been we've this been working be, towards, folks. My quick math I, is 38, 39 average damage. Yeah. Yeah, rough, roughly 10, 10 D6 would have been 30 average, so 30, 33? 33? Averages, you gotta, you gotta account for the, the half point of damage. If only one of us had a master's in That's mathematics. Fair. Nine. Mm. Mm. 34. <laughs> 34 points of damage. And I rolled a lot of ones. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, those ones were not felt by the drake because it passed it passed very quickly into the night as it cried out in pain. Defeated. This battle has been won. So, well done. Now, Mal. Did I notice you anything? You listen. You can see something as you look around. But, Fleeple, as you are listening, you don't hear any scuffles or, like, in like running. And you're like, okay. Nobody is rushing towards our current location. But, Mal, what you do currently see, because you have, what, 60-foot dark vision, but this is low light as well. I sure do. You see into a room not too far from you, 60 feet. And, in fact, so close that had one person been able to run just a few feet in a direction. <laughs> Instead of... They would have, they would have, they would have called some of the guards that are currently monitoring the prison pen that is not just sixty feet from your current location to the east. Peeking quietly and stealthily around that corner, since I can see into that room, can I stealthily? Go and roll stealth check. (laughs) Shouldn't use the word. Shouldn't use that word. (laughs) Pass without trace. Come on. (laughs) That's a plus two, 19, 20, 21. Okay, 21. Quietly looks around the edge and down. Are there any human sacrifice souls in that room? Human sacrifice souls? (laughs) They have signs. The people were trying to rescue. Human sacrifice souls. Yeah, you can see some prisoners in there. You absolutely can see some prisoners in. In fact, I'll just read you the room descriptions since you can partially see into there. This is a darkish chamber, and if it weren't for your dark vision, it'd be hard to see the prisoners, but it is, you can tell, just it's just a place for these people to be housed. There are usually some guards there, as you can tell, standing right in front of you, and also you look down and you realize, you know, these guards probably were also to patrol and stop people from getting to these pens as well. It's just about this time, however, that you see these dragon claws and they, uh, these low lackeys is what I'll call them. Uh, They are talking amongst each other and you can't pick up what they're saying, but you do see that they're gesturing towards the prisoners. One of them is sort of like bobbing their head back and forth, seem to be like debating what they're going to be doing and like, eh back and forth, back and forth, while they look towards the prisoners, and they look towards your general direction, but they don't see you. Mal will quickly pull her head back and very quietly tell Fleeble and Lance what she has seen in there, that there are some tributes that we probably need to rescue are right in there, and several of the lackeys. 
Fleeple looks up from the body of the Drake where he has been smearing blood all over himself as a better disguise. Fleeple. <laughs> oh, okay. The, the dust didn't work. I need something a oh, bit I'm more really convincing. I'm really questioning the praying <laughs> to, to Bahamut right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm rubbing like an especially, I doing just like handfuls over my forehead to try and uh, blot oh out the gosh. giant rune. This was the problem. This was the problem the whole time. That was he definitely saw the, the problem. <laughs> oh my god! Just that. That was the only problem. <laughs> Which I don't. I'd be curious to see if you even if you use that giant rune here. Oh, I'm saving oh it for when gosh. we see Severin. That's straight up. <laughs> I guess that's that's true. I guess that's true. Should we? Should we maybe? Do we want to try the how to disguise thing again with the lackeys because there's no like leader in yes, there? Yes, I have or a do we just, disguise like, Fireball this time. the room again. Well, there's there's fireball? prisoners in You're the room. You're saying fireball? Don't waste power hungry with fireball. Fireball. Wait, fireball. <laughs> the fireballs Lance, until Lance has got this itch now. <laughs> okay, it's like I gotta scratch it. <laughs> now there there are rooms down there that don't have prisoners in them. We can throw fire. In fact, yes. I would encourage you to throw yes. fireballs fireball. into those rooms. <laughs> this room, we need this room though. Maybe we go in. You you imbeciles! Didn't you hear there was a few of comrades? I heard that. Dead. That was very good from the other room. Yes. Your comrades are dead in the hallway. Why aren't you out there helping them? They ran further into the cold era. You want me to say that? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Baby. still currently looks like the portly. Fireball? What? <laughs> um, so wait, you want me to have them run deeper into the cold era? It sounds like it's the same plan. That you had before. Just Same plan. Use it on these guys because because there's no because there's no leader, leader want, there. Wait, so yeah. do you want me to run into the room or just to shout it from the hallway? No, run into the room. I think we try and get the lackeys out and send them out to the caldera, not to where the dead bodies are. Well, because I'm standing here. Oh uh, well, yeah, we're gonna need you to hide just under one of the drakes. <laughs> Under one of the oh, drinks, yeah. I'll just, yes. I'll like put some blood on me too, and I'll they just lay here underneath. Incredible style. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Hide behind the bones of just, the other dead super. Yes, um, the dead super. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. No, maybe we. Okay, we have them go into the red wizard chamber. It's like they ran through the red rivers, red wizard's chamber further outside. Go chase them. <laughs> Why well, I'm hoping, I'm wondering because we know that there are some patrols down toward the outside would that alert them to if we tell the lackeys to go there everybody roll a d6 oh, gosh oh, we're just no, taking, too long. Long. taking too long to decide <laughs> one three two one two three okay <laughs> we're so resigned come on just let me just do something while this is happening while you're discussing what you're going to be doing it's just at this time that as you are discussing what to do, how to, how to go about it. Thanks, Thomas. Just, just right. mocking Sorry. our... Sorry, he's smiling. Wow, Look at you, him. Took two, Look at that you took too long talking. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, he's not. Severin walks right in. Oh, my gosh, Severin Thomas. That You're enjoying this too much. There are... I am enjoying this quite a bit. That there are... You hear the sound of drakes entering from further north, uh, further down the tunnel. As you turn around, you see three drakes over your shoulder and five 
dragon claws, five lackeys that are just seem to have stumbled upon your current position. Fireball. I cast fireball. Fireball him again. I cast fireball. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. We're going to roll initiative next, next time on I cast fireball. <laughs> Of course, we can't oh take a second and plan things. No, nope, something happens. <laughs> I have a question. I don't know if Thomas and Ned have a good answer for this, but why does D&D 5E not allow for a surprise round? Especially it does, an, an attack that was unlike. they un- weren't like, surprised. They were ready for us. Because they were, they were but they're grabbing their weapons. But just to reach out and, and like do a touch. And I recognize that, but like I feel like... Mm-hmm. By somebody initiating, they should be able to get loose an arrow first, or like whoever initiates the combat should yeah. get a surprise. This, as I as I understand it, and I could be wrong, and I apologize if I am. Mini crunch squad here. So the surprise round really only, first off, really only benefits the assassin rogue type, right? But in addition to that, a surprise round can still quote unquote occur. If like stealth happens or if your DM is like, essentially if you're like setting it up that way, but regardless of whenever an attack is initialized, the rules is written, initiative has to be rolled as soon as a aggressive action is stated by anybody. Right. And then from there, if your stealth rolls are high enough or whatever conditions may be predetermined, then the people could be surprised depending on when they fo- where they fall in that initiative in that quote-unquote surprise round, but yeah. Yeah, rules is written. There's no such thing as a surprise round. Surprise, it's con- yeah, like in Pathfinder, It's contingent right? upon like- the surprised condition. If a creature is surprised in the first round of combat, they don't get to act. But additionally, right. D&D runs on abstracted concepts. Armor class is an abstraction of your armor and also your nimbleness, just how difficult you are to hit. Initiative mm-hmm. is an abstraction of just how ready are you oh, to fast. get into a yeah. fight. Yeah. Just based on like you had a coffee that day or your training for your life, <laughs> whatever it may be, right? So regardless, we'll see what happens on this next time. They're probably going to get decimated by this random fireball that's just... <laughs> thrown around here but we love to see it we love to see these magic items get used jacob ned mickey as always thank you so much for just joining in and uh rolling with my quick d6s here for random encounters and listeners thank you as always for joining us on these sometimes chaotic sometimes just wonderfully delightful combat sessions that we have here where we're pulling out all the stops uh we're just going to give one quick shout out here on this week's episode this one comes from zach zach sent us a really long email loving uh the caldera arc specifically uh saying that mickey cracked them up with a gurga and that I was correct to give Malamara inspiration as a result of that. And uh, so, I mean, I'll always shout out a fan who agrees with me. So uh, hashtag don't bully your DM, everybody. But Lance, that they've been their favorite character all along because they loved hearing how the story has developed. And then certainly not in the least, 
Ned uh, getting some heavy Robin William vibes with the different voices you switch in and out of throughout just your entire campaign as Fleeple. So props to you, Ned, from Zach and props to from us as well. But Zach, as always, thank you so, so, so much for reaching out to us. If you want to be shouted out on our podcast here, leave us a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice. Shoot us an email at icastfireball2020gmail.com or reach out to us on a social media platform, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube, wherever that may be. Leave us a comment, shoot us a message there. But lastly, as always, our patron-exclusive Discord channel where you can reach out to us on a daily basis, where you can DM us. If you go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash iCastFireball20, join that tier. You'll get in all the fun discussions we have talking about what class is your favorite, what subclass is your favorite, and etc. Speaking of shout-outs, we're going to shout-out Improv Tabletop. They've got their fantastic Fate Accelerated campaigns they've got going on. Folks, I'm serious. You haven't tried them out. You need to try them out. They are just chef's kiss, brilliant campaigns. I'm partial to a lot of them because I've been a part of them, and they've been really fun to see how a story literally naturally evolves out of nothing. Like Transformer Rejects, we literally knew hardly nothing about Transformers, and yet we had such a fun, wacky adventure that came out of that as well. Go listen to that. Go listen to their current campaign that they got going on. And don't forget to leave them a five-star review. Lastly, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow Wacky Adventurers. But until next time, I'm Thomas, your DM, and around the table we have... Malamara. Fireball. Lance Thalen. And Filippo. Let's keep that fire going, everybody, and we'll see you all next time.